Whenever they drop another album, this shit's gonna be heat. Yo. We live? Shit. I can't wait for the internet to drop a new album. Ah oh, man. I love the internet. The internet, they so underrated like as a group. I agree. Sid, you listen to a lot of Sid? Fire. This shit rock for a second. I can't play the whole song or we're gonna get sued, but I'm gonna let it rock for a couple. Hold up. Them drums are slapping. Paul is sucking for African drums. Like a motherfucker. This looks. Next time I just. Stop by saying hi. It's good This don't work when you talk to bitches, by the way. This is terrible advice for talking to bitches because they gonna tell you they just gonna look at you like you got shit on your shirt. What's up, brother? Chilling, chilling, chilling. What we got to drink today, dog? What's on the menu? This is episode four. Of scholarships. It is episode four, yeah. We on we on four now. Four. Damn. Uh yeah, we getting it in. So everybody once again, thank y'all for listening. Um today we are going to do a bourbon. And I have brought some Knob Creek. This is a nine year aged bourbon. It's a small batch. So for everybody out there, what they'll do is they'll have a bunch of barrels of this same bourbon and what they'll when they make a small batch they'll take all the barrels at the end of the uh, aging process and they'll put them all into one blending you know process and then they'll make a bunch of bottles of their small you know their small batch a lot of times a lot of people go after the single barrel uh, bourbons because they're like one barrel and after it ages you get that exact barrel so, so for like the, so for the single barrel stuff, it's just like, it's like, do they mix the other barrels? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or? So like this here being small batch, mm-hmm. they've taken maybe like 30 barrels. Mm-hmm. So when they say small batch, it's not a mass produced, like this is probably 30 barrels blended and then they make all Ugh. these bottles. So that's what a small batch bourbon would Ugh, be. I didn't know that. Single barrel would be only that one barrel. Oh, so which one is, is sing, so single barrel is like more exclusive type shit? That's how people like see it. You know, it's okay. more select. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even like the local liquor, liquor stores, they'll go to these uh, distilleries and pick barrels and get their own store barrels, which is pretty dope. So you can get like a store pick of certain, uh, certain <laughs> bourbons, which... A lot of people are huge fans of, and yeah, that obviously fire. drives the price up, you know, because rule, like the rule in downtown off 10th Street in uh, Rule, they, that, go, everybody uh, that's into bourbon, go check them out, man. There's a dude in there that owns it. His name's Ray. Super nice guy. He's got samples. Um, You can sample a bunch of his stuff, and he gets a ton of store picks. So, like, anybody out there that's looking to get their bourbon collection a little, you know, get some variety and they want to get some exclusive stuff, go check Ray out at the Rule Inn. He's got some super fire picks. Um, so we're going to pull up. Ooh, love that bottle pop. Yes, sir. We still need to get some cigars rolling. Man, 
We last going time, to. Last time I smoked a cigar, bro, I felt like my, my throat was about to fall off. You was probably smoking it wrong, bro. I don't, I'm super sensitive to smoke anyway. Like, like Was you anything? inhaling it? I don't remember. I was drunk. <laughs> no, I don't think I was inhaling. I think I was just, but then I don't get the buzz when I don't inhale it. You're not really supposed to, though. So what you smoking it for? To look cool? <laughs> that's a good fucking question. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I looked at it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm not fancy enough. Cheers up. Cheers. First, though, take you a whiff. Try to smell like some of the hints. Um, a lot of bourbon enthusiasts, the same with wine. You try to see what you pick up off of the nose. Yeah. The, this, uh, spe- this specific bourbon is aged um, in ash barrels. No, 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 excuse me, white oak, and they char the barrel. So, like, a lot of times, shit, whiskey be just smelling like whiskey. Yeah, my shit smell like bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fucking way to put it. We gonna sip up. <laughs> That's actually Ooh. smooth. That shit put some hair on your chest. I'm not a, I learned that drinking with you and Big Mike. Me and whiskey or me and bourbon, like I, just, I haven't developed the so the strength, the palate for that shit yet. This I'm is the mixed. first time I've drank bourbon since Christmas night, mm-hmm. uh, because you've seen the after effects the next day. Yeah, yeah, you was slap. Me and funny. uh pops, we put down about a fifth and a half of bourbon on Christmas, and the next day I was just in shambles. He's exaggerating. That shit was not bourbon. That shit was diesel fuel. That shit was yeah. That, what was that shit like? One hundred thirty. It was called price, like bro? Woodenville. See my pops, man. Since he got his bourbon collection out, he be having shit I don't even know about now. So we cracked that. It was like 115 proof. Mm. And then he cracked that Uncle Remus. That, that shit was disgusting, bro. That shit, yeah. cause that shit is the type of shit that you should get arrested for. <laughs> that shit came straight off the moonshiners. Dog. So I, yeah. So the next day, bro, I was hurt. Yeah. So this is my first time actually since Christmas sipping bourbon. And it just had me. I just had flashbacks. Yeah, that... When I accidentally took that uh that shot of that bourbon, because I didn't know y'all niggas didn't tell me I wasn't supposed to take a shot of it. I was yeah, you do it. not take shots of bourbon. Nigga, I felt like somebody punched me in my throat. That shit was rough. Imagine taking a shot of some 115 whiskey. This was Paul did. It was, it was all on accident. <clears throat> I know you itching, nigga, to get to this first time. No, no, no. Like, I'm about to crack my brew. We can sit back and get into it. I like to personally drink a beer when I drink bourbon. A lot of people would highly disagree with my choice because they're going to be like, well, how are you mixing? Nigga, it's my drink. I do what the fuck I want to do. That's a fact. I'm tired of motherfuckers always having, well, you're not supposed to do. Yeah, hey, people be bougie if, with shit. If I bought the bourbon and the beer, do whatever that, the fuck I want That's what people do. be telling me about the wine. They be like, you're not supposed to pour that much into the cup. I was like, well, how else am I supposed to get drunk, Rebecca? What do you <laughs> want me to do? Like, let me pour the pour my fucking wine the I'm, way I I'm want to. I'm tasting it. I do the, the tasting at the beginning. I do it the right way, and then I do it the nigga way at the end. You and my guy Darren's wife would get along great. Katrina, shout out to you. She pours, like, the whole bottle in her wine oh, glass. Yeah. She don't That's the only way to do it. Unless I'm drinking with other people. Like, if I'm drinking at the crib by myself, sometimes I'd be like, fuck the cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, just straight out the bottle. Fuck the cup. Yeah. I'd when I'm when I'm sad and laying in my bed and hating the world and crying and shit, that whole bottle is going down. I need to get on one of those where I let wine uh, take me into that next dimension. Now listen, <clears throat> what you got? Since we going into this this topic, <clears throat> I want to start. I want to start with love. <laughs> I, I always want to start with love. So since we starting with love, I want to start with this. This is a lovely thing to listen to, and you know. I'm gonna give it this respect. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it rock a little bit. I like this one. It's a nice one. It's a cute little bop. 
Oh yeah, this is that GTA, you got your sunglasses on. Imagine you walk into a Miami nightclub and you off the yay. Motherfucker said. It's 5 a.m. my time again. I've soaken up the moon. Can't sleep. Aw, shit. It's 5 a.m. my time again. I'm calling and you know. This do sound like some yayo. This sounds like, this sound like some white girl. It, it just makes me picture the movie Scarface. Where they just like, they, uh, when he was dancing with dude Sosa's wife. She was like, are you gonna are you gonna dance with me? He's like, yeah, I'll fucking dance. Now, me and Austin had this had an extensive conversation this morning. Very. And I will say what I said earlier. So the conversation started off really last night by me tweeting <clears throat> the weekend needs to start doing coke again, because this shit is ridiculous. And because I, you know, I'm saying I, I heard the album, I didn't like it. You know, what I'm saying I, I was strong in my description of it. I said this shit is trash. <laughs> I said trash multiple times. So you know, garbage all, cans, the whole night. Yeah, yeah, the all the emojis, the whole, the whole effect. <clears throat> Me and Austin argued as we usually do early in the morning. <laughs> we both at work about dumb shit. Yeah, so wasted common, a whole day. Common theme. Um. So then you know, after that, I was like, you know what? Let me, let me stop. And let me go back and listen to this album again, you know, because I always want to give shit a chance. So I went and I listened to the album again, as I said I would. And I have to say, <clears throat> after everything that I said before, I'm here to double down. <laughs> that shit is trash, bro. This shit sucks. This it. shit sucks, bro. This shit is not. I, I don't like it. this shit at all. I like that one song. That's what I'm gonna say. I lead with love. I like that one song, and that's it. You know, I, it. My my whole argument <clears throat> with Paul today is, I said he did not make this for you, and he goes, "Well, that doesn't matter. I can still have an opinion on it." I'm like, bro, you're probably not his target audience on this one. He need to target these nuts. <laughs> this shit is trash, bro. This shit. I look. My thing is, but like, what's what? What is his target audience? Because I like all types of music. I like. That would be the question, obviously, for him. I, yeah. as I listen to the album, I personally think his target audience in the beginning of the album, the first like five songs, I picture a very nightclubish vibe. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever, you've been to Vegas, and I don't yeah. know if you've ever been to a Vegas nightclub, but there's tons of lights, smoke. DJs are like majority of major clubs are playing techno Shit that music. Looks like it's gonna give you an ep- epileptic Ab- seizure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Most major clubs in Chicago, New York, L.A., Vegas, Miami, you're going to only hear that style of music. And I feel like he knows that going into this album. Like, Pooh Shiesty's not playing in Las Vegas. I'll <laughs> just tell some, you that. In some, at Dre's, Pooh is playing. He might be performing. Yeah, he might be playing. At Dre's. But if you go to, like, Club XS, the one I went to, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm not a huge fan of techno. I'm not going to lie. Like, when I was there, I was kind of fucking pissed off. I wanted them to, I'd rather them play Pooh Shiesty because I can get down with that. But a lot of other people love techno music and yeah, that they vibe. Do. Yeah, yeah. And you, you wanted to shit on my whole fact when I said he retrograded the 80s vibe with new technology. Like, There's, he didn't make shit new. Bro, he's trying to like blend some new bro, shit with old shit. There's a good way to do it. And I don't think this is a good way. Here, look, look, bro. This. Was a good way to do it. This was fun. Shoots bitches. 
<laughs> That's why his music is slap, bro. Cause it got a little bit of Satan in it, bro. I need to see. Look, that, that you proving my point. I need niggas that's making the music to have something terrible about them. When Weekend was making his that is, music, that is he was a cokehead, bro. That is true. And this, it was hurt. I need, I need some sauce in my music, bro. I need some pain. This sound like a nigga that shoot bitches. Look. He plays Tori. See, everybody they out there. This. They can hear this. Oh, yeah. Everybody out there. Uh, all, I, I stopped listening to Tori after he shot Megan Toe-Off. He didn't really shoot her, neither. I don't care He's what you say. Quitted. But I, even if I Who still, popped her then? I don't know. That's another subject. But even if he did shoot that bitch, whatever it took him to go through in life to lead up to this shit is fire, bro. To be fair with you, I haven't this, even listened to this album. Bro. This, that's what. That's why I was mad at the. That's why I was mad at the weekend's take on the '80s album. This is another '80s album, and this whole I love this album. So what, like the Silk Sonic album? I didn't like that album that much. It was songs on there that were yeah. that were cold, but that's more '70s. That's not really like. Okay, 80s. okay. I can, I that's more like Bootsy Collins, like shit with like that. that. The, but the vibe. and that's why I wasn't mad at the sound. I was just I just didn't like his version of the sound. So the more I listen to the album, it has grown on me a ton. Like the first. Probably like three or four songs. I think it leads with gasoline and some other ones, but excuse me. God damn. Don't drink beer with whiskey. You'll get the burps. So I think his his intro was more like the club setting, like I said, but I feel like he in the middle of the album rolls more into his standard style. Um at the end of the podcast and for Patreon, we're gonna both pick a song to play. I'm gonna play the song "Don't Break My Heart" by The Weeknd from this from, that from album. the new album, and I do feel like it's more of his standard style. So I don't think he left trilogy fans in the dark. Like you want to know what his standard style is that I want. He really hear. don't have one. No, he really don't. But you, I'm, but I wanted, I wanted this, bro, or, or something, bro. Bro, if you want that, listen to that. But no, I, I'm not saying I want this. I'm just saying this. How good. How good of he course. did whatever this is. I wanted him to do that. Like his last album, was, I liked After Hours. It was cool. I just don't feel like this was his best foot forward in this sound. What was funny is today I'm pumping gas and After Hours is playing at the gas pump. And I was like, once again, I think he knows what he's doing here. Bro, this shit, listen to, listen to this beat drop, bro. Bro, I've listened this, to this song a million times. This shit makes me want to hit somebody with my car. This makes me want to make a bunch of terrible decisions. Be a deadbeat dad, be a drug addict. This, oh my god, bro. See, while we can both agree that weekend was different, yeah. I do believe that artists do evolve, and I do think that over time, what he's doing may be more appreciated after it settles in. I, don't, I think it's too... Sometimes I think innovation and when people do something so far left field that the listeners that you really enjoy that version of him, mm-hmm. you might have a hard time really accepting what he's trying to create. But maybe over some time, you might switch your opinion. You may not. You might say it's always trash. Yeah. That's maybe. Gonna, <laughs> that's probably going to be Yeah, yeah. And you could. But there might be some other people who started off with that and they grow into it. And then what? What about the new fan base? He might. Pay? I, I think as me speaking of never being an artist, it's hard for me to really sit here and be like, "Yo, I know who the target audience should yeah. be." I'm never shitting on a nigga for doing nothing new. But like, my thing is just like with any other art, it's the same thing with like painted art. When niggas 
take it to galleries and stuff like that. And when you put out the art, you have to have fully you understand. Listened, have that. you listened to the best friend song on there? Like the the lyrics when he's talking about fucking a chick and like their friends and she's getting her feelings. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I feel the vibes. I, I fuck with I fuck with the yeah the, the lyric the lyrics like I'm not, I don't know my thing like. I just feel like it's okay to shit on people. <laughs> like, we see niggas, niggas shit on Chance's album about being married. That and is wife. True. like, look, I love Chance. <clears throat> I want to hear that shit. <laughs> I want to hear about you being happy. I, just like Keisha Cole fell off when she started being happy. Don't nobody go hear this bullshit. Yeah. There's certain people I don't want to hear happy. I don't want to hear the weekend not on drugs. And I can hear he's not. I can hear him talking about his past while he was on drugs, but he's not on drugs reliving the drugs. So what Paul's saying is, if you're an artist and you clean up your life and be start getting millions and get help from and get off the drugs, he doesn't fuck with you anymore. No, your shit starts sounding trash, and I'm not. But then that's fucked up. But look, <clears throat> one of the greatest artists of all time, Coltrane. The nigga got off the heroin, and his music wasn't as good. They do. I mean, drugs do influence a ton. Drugs make so for anybody out there that's looking to be a great artist, do some drugs. Do hard acid. ones. You got to do the hard ones. Don't start. I don't, I want to hear y'all niggas talking about smoking weed and hookah at lava with bitches. I want you to tell me that you put needles in your arm so I can make your shit slap. I want to be the one to say hookah is mad overrated. Super over hookah. Like, if you sit and smoke hookah, you're goofy. I I know a bitch. I follow a bitch on Snapchat that like. Smokes hookah like niggas drink water. Like she be sitting at her crib all day smoking hookah. That is so fucking lame to me. It's weird. What are you trying to accomplish? I don't know, but she's gonna There's die. There's no goal with that. She's gonna die early. She get, she be blowing hookah in her cat face. You've done hookah before, right? Yeah. I assume trash. we all have. Yes. Yeah, I it took me like two times to do it to be like this is fucking retarded. Yeah, it's garbage. Now smoking a cigar, you get a nice flavor off the wrap, the tobacco. Um, and certain cigars have, you know, certain qualities. I think when you mix a cigar with a good whiskey, yeah, you're not inhaling the smoke, but there's a lot more quality to the smoke. Smoking hookah, I literally sit there and feel like a dumbass. Only reason niggas smoke hookah is because bitches like hookah. That's that could it. be major facts. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with that because no nigga has sat and smoked hookah and was like, this was, this is the vibe. Niggas are doing No, niggas. actually, I take that back. That's probably not true. It's some niggas that like hookah too. Some Arab nigga. <laughs> no, they like to own the hookah shops. Yeah, because they trying to get paid. Yeah, the Egyptian room. Them, I don't know, man. Like, it's just not my vibe. It never has been. I just like, and I love the weekend. <clears throat> Here's my other thing. Like with artists that I like, I'm slightly more critical. Like, okay, Absolutely. I'm a huge Kanye fan. Anybody that knew me at the time when Jesus came out, I was standing on anything I could, yelling as loud as I could. The Jesus was trash. I hated Jesus. I did not like Jesus at all. Now, Jesus grew on me. That grew on me. Like, but it took a long time for you. Like, it took a long, like, five years for Jesus to grow on me. But maybe there were some barriers there to break. It's just some, but it's it's like, like I feel like, like you don't as an artist. Like, okay, perfect example. Public shaming works, by the way, because people have nonstop been talking about how Roddy Rich's new album is trash, and he saw that shit. And he got on Twitter and tweeted, y'all got me fucked up. I'm about to release another album. Public hey, shaming public works. Pressure. It makes niggas work harder. Yeah, public pressure. Because okay, because if you got people buying your shit, like even if it's music, like you can't just be... It's, it's, some, it's some artist that's lazy. I'm not saying that The weekend is lazy. I think this had a lot of production in it and like he tried. Oh, absolutely. But it's just like, again, where's the fucking blow, baby? 
<laughs> Where's the blow? He gave you the blow era vibes. Maybe he just wasn't on the blow. I want him to do the blow with me while I'm listening to it. I think if you did that, you'd be like, this is fucking heat. If I did the blow, if you put on a pair of bell bottom pants, I'm not putting <laughs> Matter of fact, let's have a party. I'm too short for bell bottoms. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. You look like a Keebler elf. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking terrible. <laughs> My little ass with some bell bottoms, bro. Niggas gonna think I'm a gremlin. If you really want true disappointment, are you a Bryson Tiller fan? Yes. Did you hear his Christmas album? No, I saw that on my... I woke up and I seen Bryson Tiller made an album, and I saw it was a Christmas album. I hate Christmas music, so I automatically was bad at it without even listening to it. This nigga made the absolute worst Christmas. Like, I listened to, like, three songs driving back home from Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I was like, please tell me this ain't real. But see, the how angry you were... Oh, at, the disappointment. At, ...at listening to it, I was mad opening my eyes seeing that he made what a Christmas fucked, album. What fucked me up about it was, a Christmas album to me is gonna be like, open Christmas gifts under the tree. This... This motherfucker was actually crying about his problems still with Christmas music. He was doing in the like R and B Christmas. Like he was sad. Like she sad didn't Christmas. get me no presents this year. Oh yeah, that's the. And glad I was I like, to that shit. Nah, that's that's just Bryson. Bryson, I'm glad I didn't listen. Don't do that again. Don't ever do that again. Listen here, and just to make my weekend point, like we're on a good point. The last I'm any once again anybody that knows me, I love Brent Fiaz. The last two things he's put out, that Mercedes single, it, the Mercedes single is cool, but the last, he got a group called Sonder with him and his producers, uh, D-Pat and, um, I forget the other nigga name, but like, that shit was ass. That shit was garbage. I'm talking about flaming hot Cheeto ass. <laughs> like, that shit was terrible. If you want to see the look of disappointment, Paul... When Kendrick did the song with Baby Keem. That shit was fire, bro. Range Brothers? <laughs> you don't like Range so, Brothers? Oh, bro. When Kendrick does... No, don't get me wrong. It just... I wasn't expecting it. And it was... After waiting this long as like a dire Kendrick fan, this is what he gives me. And I was just highly <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> when I say mad, <laughs> I mean fucking livid. I saw so I saw so many people on Twitter talking about if this is the shit that Kendrick put down. Please just retire, yeah, retire bro. now. That was bro. I, I like that song. Bro. Now it it's okay. Yeah, it's and, some shit that's so bad that I kind of like the bop. The more I listen to it, I try. I even tried my hardest to let it grow on me. And every time I listen to it, I got fucking pissed off. I was like, Kendrick, this has been too long for you to do this. Was you as mad as when you heard DJ Drama talking on Tyler the Creator's nah, album? Probably equally as fucking pissed off. <laughs> that Tyler, the, funny. Tyler the Creator made one of the best albums in 2021, mm-hmm. and after listening to it more with DJ Drama. It has grown on me, and like I understand the concept, but I was highly pissed off. This nigga was hot. When he I don't give a fuck about what DJ Drama has to say. He's like, chilling on the beach with my toes out. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Just let Tyler spit his shit. But see, now you see how I feel about the weekend shit, bro. He don't got nobody talking about no toes in the sand Man. eating gelato. Yeah, you're right. But DJ Drama, know. no. I love DJ Drama. DJ I, don't, Drama I respect him. Yeah. But when it's an artist I really fuck with, I didn't want to hear him. Because I like Tyler, the creator. He's one of my favorite artists by far. Really? He, I love the dude. I think he's very innovative. I think he's creative. And I he love is. that he produces his he own is. music. He absolutely is. So, with that all being said, DJ Drama was just in the way for me. <laughs> I was like, nigga, move the fuck out of the way. You hate DJ Drama the way I hate DJ Khaled on stuff. 
That's the same vibe. I now, I don't hate DJ Drama. I just hated him, him on, on that, that on album. That. Okay. DJ Drama back in the day was that nigga. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But now, yeah. shut the fuck up and let Tyler rip this album. But Tyler wanted it, so like that was his choice. True. Tyler wanted him on. Yeah, he, he was going for a certain vibe. I I love DJ, DJ Drama. DJ Drama. I hate DJ Khaled, though. I hate the... DJ Khaled, we the best. I hate that shit, and then I hate whenever he start get to dancing, he just be looking extra, his titties be moving and shit, bro. I don't like that shit at all. <laughs> I'm just shitting this nigga try to lose weight for ten years and he's still fat. He not really trying to lose weight, but he be. Trying. I almost just said something mean, but I don't know who listening to this, so I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say the. Are you fat phobic, buddy? No, I'm not fat phobic. I, <laughs> I got called transphobic this week, so don't be afraid. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> because. Let, all right, for everybody out there, I am not transphobic, but the there is a lady man <laughs> that, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> right here. All right. Here we go. All right. So Amy Schneider, who's really Arnold Schneider. <laughs> is, the, is her name really Arnold? No. <laughs> so this is the current champion on Jeopardy. I'm a huge fan of Jeopardy. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. You're too uh, young to be watching. No, no, no. Jeopardy I fuck with Jeopardy bro. heavy ever since I was little. But besides the facts, Amy Schneider is a transgender woman who now holds the record for the most uh, money allotted for you know a champion as a woman on Jeopardy. I it goes back into the whole sports vibe of like if you were once a man and now you're a woman. And now you're wrestling and you're dominating. I'm just not a huge fan of like you being in the same category. I, I just feel like it's sort of unfair. And to me, Amy Schneider has converted to a woman or Arnold, whatever his name might be. <laughs> I'm mad you just gave a nigga name Arnold. Amy Arnold, same shit. So listen, now he's the reigning woman champion of Jeopardy when he's this was a this could cross boundaries, but it he didn't get a mind amputation, like not amputation, but like trans whatever, transplant. Like his mind is still a man's brain, correct? This is a terrible conversation for us to have on bourbon because I, I think we both can say some shit that's gonna get us canceled because I have a bunch of shit to say about this, but No, like I don't know fuck if it's politically it. correct. Let's fuck it. Let's just get it in. <clears throat> There's no reason rhyme or re- all our listeners out there, this is going to be the real version. Fuck it. We're going in. See, we, this is a hint of what our Patreon is usually supposed to be, but I guess, you know, on Bourbon episodes, I guess y'all getting full Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> y'all getting the live version of us. All right. Go I, ahead, let I'm it rip. To find it. So, I think, like, I, I agree with the, like, um, men and women sports categories. I think it's unfair to women. And, like, what I don't understand is why they're like I I think it would be perfectly okay for them for them to have like trans leagues. I hundred percent agree. Like with this. no matter how much I like someone, like if LeBron James like decided he was trans and went to the WNBA, I'd be like, that's wild. Like they would average hundred and fifteen points a game. Like, and all he has to do is pop a couple estrogen pills and tuck his sack. But the more the shit that makes me more angry is like the like fighting. Like I think that's kind of fucked up because I think. That's dangerous, and, like, you can fuck people up. I just, and this is why, like, like even, like, I really want more trans. I have a wide diversity 
I have a widely diverse group of friends, and I want more trans friends because, like, I do like I ask people questions, and like I want people that aren't gonna get mad when I ask genuine questions. Because, like, my thing is like, okay, my main question always is, okay, I don't give a fuck what nobody does. It's one like niggas not harming me or hurting nobody else. Niggas can walk around calling themselves Power Rangers. Like, I don't give a fuck what niggas do. My question is like, what's the people always get mad at me when I ask this? I'm like, okay, so like. What's the difference between people being, like, transracial? Like, I don't... I, and maybe it's, maybe, You could say you're white. And, but, and maybe somebody has, like, a, a solid point to tell me, and I would love if somebody would, because I don't know. Like, this genuinely... This is some shit that I'm not educated on, so, like, I don't want to shit on nobody about it. I just don't... I don't care what people do. I just don't like the sensitivity and, like, the... It's a lot of weird, sensitive stuff going on. Like, I feel like... Like, me... As somebody who's very educated in black history, like when white people, and there was a time when I would get mad, like when people ask me certain shit, but like as I've gotten older, like when white people ask me genuine stuff, I, I take a step back. I'm like, there's no way that they would know this. So like, I'm going to actually educate them and not be angry. And, all, and like, you can tell the difference between people that are trying to learn and people that are trying to like fuck with you and be annoying, like all that shit. But it's just like, I feel like if people stop getting so offended at every little thing and like we take opportunities out to instead of canceling motherfuckers or trying to cancel motherfuckers like we try to teach each other like genuinely for the people that are genuinely trying to learn like not the assholes but like that's how you really change shit like you got nothing's gonna change with you getting shitty at niggas making jokes Dave Chappelle bro I hate to tap in on you while you're spitting your truth but Dave Chappelle I went to his show here in Indianapolis and his whole thing was like, I have friend. He had a, you know, on his his special, he's like, I had a friend who was transgender, and she loved my jokes. And he even said like, uh, when his, I think did the dude have or did she have a son or daughter? I forget, but he's like, when you grow up, I'm gonna be like, your father was a hell of a woman or something like like. That's the part of comedy, and he said that even the the woman that was his friend enjoyed his con like. And that's the barrier that has to be broken as far as, um, you know, us understanding each other. I have nothing against anyone, like Paul said, being exactly who they are or whoever they want to be. I have nothing against that. But, like, I have a young daughter, and let's say, for instance, she wants to play basketball, you know, in high school or whatever level the case might be. And on the contrary, like you said, LeBron James – or whoever, somebody just wants to switch over. I mean, I feel like that's going to be happening for college scholarships. It's going to be happening for all types of the wrong reasons. Not to say, you know, everything gets to be foul play eventually, especially with funding and money. So if if my son's super athletic, but he's not quite good enough to be in the NBA, if I can convert him now to be a woman, now he can be in the... I, do you feel like that is a possibility, like... People do foul shit with their kids. Uh, for one, Michael Jackson's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Paul's face was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a because I have a controversial topic on it. That's a or a controversial take. That's an interesting because okay. <laughs> people do weird shit with their kids sometimes. People do weird buddy. shit with their it kids. It sucks, but they do. But. Also, a lot of times those people that do weird shit with their kids, 
like in Michael Jackson's case, like the nigga created superstars. <laughs> like you, Serena Williams' dad, Tiger Woods' dad, Michael Jordan's dad, LeVar Ball. Like these niggas that we think are nuts. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times they create. Michael Jackson though was a head case. Yeah. <laughs> that one yeah, sits yeah. a little different. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to have sleepovers with 10-year-old white kids and right. have monkeys running around the house. That's fire, though. That, that part might be cool. That's he had fire. a zoo. The kids is a fire. The kids. The kids is a fire. I don't know how. Dave Chappelle is probably the best comedian to ever live because when he said that shit about you're complaining about getting your dick sucked by the king of pop, that was probably one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard about That's a good life. point. If that's your first sexual experience, you, it's only up from here. He said, he said you got here. your dick sucked by the king of pop. He's like, it's only up from here. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle has crossed a lot of barriers, and I'm but super happy that he that's, has. That's because... the point that I wanted to make like about comedy. It's like, the thing I hate about like people trying to come for comedy is, like, comedy is supposed to be, like, offensive. Like, by its yeah. nature. It's supposed to, like, it's not supposed to be PC or, like, even, like, niggas, like, if I'm chilling with my friends, I have, like I said, I have friends of all different races, ethnicities. Like, once we're comfortable and, like, we're friends, I'm going to say some foul shit to you. And I fully would expect you to say some foul yeah. shit to me back. Because to me, that's friendship. Like, if, if you get, like, people say some, like, some racist shit to me or whatever, and, like, we're cool, like, I'm going to be like, not Do you let your white friends say nigga? No, no. That's different. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. But, but like, what you a know, funny like, question. <laughs> I got a, I got an Indian friend. <laughs> I'll be saying wild shit to all the time, bro. And like, if he says some wild shit back to me, I can't be mad. It's like that's how, especially dudes. Like that's how we, we, we tease each other, we haze each other. Like that's just how it goes. I just and I. That's why I really want a gay friend. So like, me making gay jokes could be okay, and people won't think I'm homophobic. I want somebody to make fun of. And then be like, like say some funny shit back to like, me. Like, are you homophobic? Like, no, I, like cooking. But are you? You're kind of pulling like that black friend card on that one. So I hate. <laughs> he said so. <laughs> I hate how you be like, dude. You or like you just did something racist. He's like, no, no, no. I have black friends. Oh yeah, I would definitely pull that if I had a gay friend. But you be mad if a motherfucker say they have black friends. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> this is a classic fucking podcast. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite. I mean, podcast we four are, is every, lit. That's, that's the thing. Everybody's a hypocrite. We all are. You just gotta know how to pick your hypocritic moments and just go with them. Everybody is hypocritical. As a motherfucker. Especially religious people. All the time. We talk, did we talk about that a little bit the I other think day? That was, yeah, we talked about that the first episode and this chick I know got mad at me. She, she told me she listened to the first episode. She's like, yeah. She's like, I really liked it, but you know, I'm a Christian. I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Yikes. Like, but, you know, I'm used to that. I'm used to the whole. The whole thing where we say religious people, especially Christians, because most Christians are Republican and they all voted for Trump. Well, not all, but. She's the, she's a Democrat. Ooh. So how she, the oh, we can get into a whole I thing about I think the Christians abortion. don't like that I call God Sky Daddy. What? How do, How are you a Democrat Christian and like agree with the abortion laws? I thought that was a totally against your religion. I don't think so. People are complex. I think you can. Agree I, with I think I'm. I'm just saying, like generally speaking, most Christians are not for abortion. You're, I, I know. I actually know a lot of Christians that are. That are like at least like. But I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like. I guess most of the Christians that I know are black 
women. So I'm they're they're all more for do whatever you want. The biggest thing that pissed me off was people trying to tell me I need to get vaccinated, but then would turn around and tell me I could kill like my unborn child. That made me want to punch people in the fucking face. Wait, people telling you to get vaccinated? To get vaccinated, but then they'll be like, yeah, your wife can go get an abortion. So I can obliterate a fetus, but I have to get vaccinated? What's your, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the, for the correlation. Explain. The correlation is they're like, well, you need to protect other human beings' lives, okay, but okay. it's okay for okay. me to obliterate a fetus. I get, I the get dude, okay. this dude I argue with about it literally called an unborn baby, a clump of cells. He goes, there's nothing wrong with getting rid of a clump of cells. And I'm thinking that is a wild take on one. At one time you were also a clump of cells, little buddy. I'm not going to argue with dog because they used to call me abortion poppy in the streets. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> look, look, Planned Parenthood poppy. <laughs> look, he got bodies on his. Hold on, Paul. Hold on, no. This is a Patreon <laughs> no, take. Jimmy Christmas. Anyway, next topic. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next, anyway, Paul? Uh, <laughs> What's the weather for the day, my Anyway, but yeah, like. You I just called yourself abortion poppy. I like playing for Bobby <laughs> This is wild. Listen, bro. For fuck it. <laughs> for a while, when the I was, bourbon episodes have obviously shown to be a lot more lit. When I was having my my whorish <laughs> days in my youth, when I was single, you know what I'm saying. One of my see, uh, it's it's a it's a it's the jungle out here, bro. I've had all types of experiences, like. I prefer women that I know. If I accidentally get them pregnant, we can go half seas on a on a on a AB. You know, you what I'm saying? can't just say half seas. Why? I'm not paying for the full thing. You're bitch. gonna make her pay for it after you skeeted. They be telling me. <laughs> Look, bro, hold up. Is that wild? It's like it take two to tango, nigga. You pay half. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to pay half on the rent. Abort ABs is, is six hundred. <laughs> like, this me. is hilarious. And you getting it done? And I'm not taking you home after. <laughs> you not gonna go ahead and take her to the Lincoln Square after? No, no, cause, cause so when you get a when you get an AB, they make you uh you gotta have somebody drive you home after. How? That's awkward. I'm not driving you home after, especially if I don't fuck with you like that. Paul. Oh. You got a mama? <laughs> Look, I sound terrible. Paul is a soulless bastard after this. Listen to me. This whiskey got him telling his demons. This is demons. not a soul. No, this is me in the past. I'm a different person now. But it's like, because I had too many. Listen. What if have, Kanye would have aborted his baby? He cried about that. I didn't. <laughs> he said, I didn't. Hey, what's didn't crazy? Not speaking from experience, but. When you go to get it done, and the people are out front talking about, it's got a heartbeat. That was funny. That, that is not awkward. funny. That was awkward. And I was like, damn. Uh, so you so, went too. So, so, so you tell it yourself. <laughs> so you going to do this or not? You tell it yourself. I, my, one of them, I, nah, nah, I said one of mine was, I got in trouble because. I was sitting in there, bro, and I was waiting for the shit to get done. It was taking a long time. I needed to charge my phone, so I went out to the car, and I fell asleep. And Shorty called me, and she was, like, crying and shit, asked me where I went. I was like, I'm in the whip. Like, you're... I was tired. Horrible. It's awkward sitting in there, bro. You're supposed to sit there and read magazines. It's awkward. It's not like I'm going to get checked for the stids. 
It is awkward. It's awkward in a bitch. To know, bro, it's not a good feel. Now that I have a child. I'm sitting in the whip. Now that I have children, Mm -hmm. I have a whole different vibe on it. Women are selfish. Why you want me to feel this pain too? <laughs> that's, not, that's not fair. <laughs> like, like, that ass. That's selfish to the bitch. Why do you want me to feel this pain too? So when they, you said they tell you. So they're like, come in me. No, I've had a like. I have because I, I like to chop it up with chicks before you know. I take them to Pound Town sometimes, and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like. I'll be like, you know, like, what'd you do if I got you pregnant? I've had, mind you. This, You'd say this before you fuck. Not all the time. This I'll has got to be a mad awkward. Sometimes story. I say after, like, I, t- I, I slide it into, like, normal conversation. You're like, so if you got pregnant, like, what would you, would you keep and it? The, and the shorties, the shorties, they'll be like, uh, you don't even have to worry about that, bro. They get, they get their name saved in my phone. <laughs> like, shorty's number is saved. Add cod to put an emoji by this bitch name. He and said, put it in my favorites. Man, look. I've had I've been out here for a minute, bro. I've had bitches. Damn, to, he said bitches. Dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> women. I've had women. I sound terrible. This this whole clip, I sound terrible. Anyway, Knob Creek Nine, y'all. Women like I've had women like try to wrap their legs around me and like try to do that. I've had I've had chicks tell me that, bro, bro. They squeezing you in tight. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know if Shorty listen to this podcast, but if she does, I want her to know that she's a menace. And she uh, she upset me heavily. I, it was one chick I used to mess with that I didn't I didn't know she was a an egg donor. But one thing I didn't know about egg donors is they take medicine to make them super fertile. Ooh wee! When I tell you, I was terrified because <laughs> she told me that shit. I was so mad, bro. Have you ever heard of a condom? Yeah. Like condoms is trash, but I use them. <laughs> I I use them like. For but I'm talking about like for for chicks that you know what I'm saying like that I have that I have coitus with multiple times. You know? Did you just say koi fish? Yeah, I said coitus. <laughs> koi fish. <laughs> listen, listen. Nigga said when I have koi fish with women. Listen, it's this knob is going. Let me see your glass, brother. Here you go, brother. You not I, getting away with one I glass. I live here. <laughs> Look, I just I just don't. Oh shit! I forgot. I gotta work. <laughs> me too. I just. It's, it's I've, I've experienced some wild shit out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like some chicks, like women, I say the same thing. They don't want to get pregnant by no nigga. That, like they be like, ah, right, yeah, I don't want to get pregnant by no nigga. That's my shit. I feel but the same they way do all women. the time. Yeah, but some of them don't. There was a post on Facebook the other day. It said, "I'm gonna start judging women off their baby daddy." That's rough. That's funny. It is funny. <laughs> some of y'all out there taking hard L's. Yeah, yeah. Hard L's. I just. I've had a child, and then after you have a child, you very wary on who you have another child with. That is major facts. So, yeah, co-parenting will definitely make you pull out. And I got lucky. My baby mama cool as fuck. I'm not trying to do that shit with nobody else. Blessing. Like, I I rolled. But you actually dated your son's mother. Yeah, we was together for a minute. So, like, y'all understand? I think that's a huge factor. Yeah. Because my son's mother. We slept together one time and never Bro, dated. I know a dude that I know. I know somebody that did that too. That's now, rough. after some time, we have now established a, a common ground. But there was a lot of bumps. I think maturity itself has played a huge factor in that. 
But now I've been able to like really establish my relationship with him because it took so long for me and her to really get through that barrier. Um, and I just, I could go into that story, but I, the trust, the trust with her was just shot. Let's just say that. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's like you, you having a kid with somebody you don't even really know. That's tough. And I know actually, now that I, even the more I think about it, I know multiple people, multiple people that have done that. And I didn't that officially know he was mine until he was seven. I mean, <clears throat> that could be a whole cast that I would like to get into, man, because I would like to make people more aware of, like, <clears throat> like you said, man, just be very aware of who you want to have children with. Now, things do happen, and I won't ever take away from God's creations. I'm not really religious, but I believe that everything has an intention. <clears throat> so when things... That's why abortions are mad wild to me. I've always told myself, how do you sleep at night knowing you kill kids for a living? Like a baby. <laughs> no pun intended, ass nigga. <laughs> like a baby. Bro, I that that would be a fucked up job. Listen. To coat hanger all day. Coat <laughs> hanger all Listen, listen. I, I wanted to make a joke before we got more into serious shit where you said... We said you didn't uh you didn't know he was yours. He's like seven years old. I was gonna say, yeah, my next son I have. I don't want to know he's mine until he in the NBA. You gonna be like Bobby Boucher, daddy? My dog. You remember all the water boy? He said, Bobby, I'm your daddy. I love that fucking part. And then his mama tackled that nigga. <laughs> but but yeah, I I just he said I don't want to know he's mine until he's in the NBA. Your son gonna beat shit up. We can scrap it out and then we'd be cool. First of all, you better have a baby with a chick that's like 6'5". That's what I'm saying. He could be a little... Isaiah have you ever Thomas. thought about that? Uh, like, have you ever thought, like, if I selectively pick a chick that's like 6'5", I, my next, my like, my son could be like 6'7". Because I know somebody that listens to this podcast, I'm going to say no comment. <laughs> I've always... I the fifth. I've always wanted LeBron James and Serena Williams to Shout have out to you, shorty. <laughs> Would that be a an athletic baby? Well, LeBron James, maybe. And Probably. Serena. Oh yeah. If that they gonna be a monster. If they recreated, be a monster. Jiminy Christmas! It ain't even December. That bourbon fucking pile up, but it'd be like Zion Williams, but healthy. That is a what's up, with buddy? His whole foot fucked up, and he fat. He be eating too much gumbo in New Orleans. <laughs> Not gumbo. Yeah, bro. They said he drank the fuck out of some Mountain Dew after that commercial. <laughs> he did a Mountain Dew commercial. I said, bro, that's not for you. Bro, like, Tubby, oh. bro. Tubby. He, he's, he's big, bro. He's he's a kid's husky. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga big, bro. But I, that's rough, bro. Because it's, it's been like other examples of like NBA players that ain't got too fat. When he fell off, though, it's like he's gone. He's injured. His foot's fucked up, and that's the worst thing for niggas that's like big and health and like and like like heavy. He said, "For all you fat motherfuckers, don't fuck your feet up." For the, for, but for the NBA, you're like, right though. Foot problems for like heavy niggas that's big, bro. Like yeah, that's your career. You gotta pivot. You gotta. You that should have fucked your career. The NBA, right? That nigga, him and Z- listen. That sounds funny, but <laughs> Zion fucking some gumbo up in New Orleans as we gumbo speak. Gumbo is heat. I've never had gumbo. 
ever. I've like, never been to New Orleans, but I want to go to New Orleans. I do too, but you've never had gumbo on any. No, because occasion. I want to taste like how gumbo is supposed. Like I want, I want to taste it from somebody that's from there. Like I want, I want to taste it how it's supposed to. Well, you know I've never been to New Orleans, but honestly, my pops can fuck some gumbo. Up. I don't, I don't want to try some. I don't want to try some gumbo and it be trash, and then I'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then when I finally go to New Orleans, I'm like, "I don't want none." You know what I'm saying? Like I like to try like like places specialty. Yeah, foods I could agree in that mm-hmm. place. But so I can really contrary, drink. there there is some good gumbo to be found. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. I just Honestly, haven't. if you go anywhere to the coast, like southern coast, like Alabama, well Mississippi, obviously, you know Louisiana, you can get good gumbo. Only place I've been to in the coast is is in, is uh, Miami. Yeah, that's like a whole different. Yeah, that's a whole different. You gotta vibe. get the Cuban bagel. Oh yeah, that's where my people are from. Cuba. Viva la resistance. That's Cubans love Trump. Bro, <clears throat> I don't know if this is a good. I don't because I can. This can be like a weird rant, but I don't know if this is a good like podcast story. But I'm gonna tell it anyway. We went to we went to Miami, <clears throat> and I I made it a big deal because like for for anybody that doesn't know like my family on my father's side is from Cuba. So I really wanted to go to Little Havana. And my child's mother and like a bunch of a bunch of my friends, like Cam, Davey, everybody was there. They all vouched for the story too. We went to Little Havana. Weird I forgot all about the story till I'm telling it. We went to Little Havana, went to the little cigar shop. <laughs> we walking in and it's oh, just this like this is like <clears throat> a bad boy story. It's like some old Cuban niggas like sitting out front like smoking. It just looked like how you would think Little Havana, nice day outside, like middle of the day, like this nigga's just pollying out in front of the, the cigar shop. I'm walking in and this nigga's looking at me weird. I'm like, whatever. We come out, we standing there. I still got all the pictures that we took. We took a bunch, like we all took pictures, smoking cigars, all this other shit. Dude gets up and starts walking towards me. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to scuff a nigga, bro. I'm, I'm just like, this is like, but it's me and like a bunch of other people. I'm like, oh, we about to jump this nigga, bro. <laughs> like, this is rough. He's like, um, he stopped me. He's like, um, he's like, can I, can I, he's like, I don't mean to be like weird. He got like a thick human accent. He's like, but he's like, can I ask you something? I was like, what's up? He's like, are you Cuban? And I was like, like my, my dad's side of the family is like my, my grandpa is from uh from Havana, like they came over here from Cuba. <clears throat> and he was like, uh, bro. He started saying some of the weirdest shit. Like he he like started giving me like a psychic reading. He was like, I didn't want to talk. He's like, I didn't want to come up to you because like I know it's a lot of people that think this is weird. But there's like a there's a religion called a uh, Santeria in like a lot of the Caribbean, Cuba, Africa, like a lot of places, like an indigenous religion, <clears throat> which is dope. He was like, he was like, um. He's like, do you know, like, your Cuban family and all this other stuff? I was like, no, like, I never met my grandpa or, like, nobody from there. Like, I don't, I don't really know any of them. He's Tony like, Montana. <clears throat> he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, do you know if, like, they're religious or, like, or, like, what religion they practice, all this other <laughs> shit? And I'm like, no, like, I don't, I don't know shit about, like, none of my family from there. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, I just, he's like, I felt, like, compelled. This is all he was saying. It was weird. And it's like, especially since my son's mom, she's like an atheist. She was standing there just like looking like super confused and like shocked. Cause the nigga, he like, he started like reading my fortunes and like all this shit. He was like, he was like, um, what did he say? He's like, he's like, well, I wanted to come up to you and talk to you because like you have a, you have a spirit guide. 
that I see and I wanted to tell you about because, like, you don't notice it. <clears throat> and the spirit guy's name is Shango, and I went into the whole, like, like history of this. He's, like, an African, like, he's, like, the African god of, like, fire and thunder, like, all this other stuff. He started, like, describing him to me. And I'm sitting there with this nigga saying this, all this shit to me, like, and I'm like, this nigga's weird. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, I'm sure he, he, I don't know if he could, like, see it in my face. He's like, he's like, you don't believe anything I'm saying. He's like, I get it. He's like, but, <clears throat> he's like, let me ask you this. He's like, uh, He's like, did you did you tear your ACL playing basketball? And I said, nigga, what? I was like, I was like, bro, hold on. I stopped. I was like, I, I looked at him, and bro, the look of shock on my kid's mom's face was so I'll never forget that. She was like, she's like, looked at me, and then she looked at him, and I was like, yeah. I was like, he's bro. When I tell you, he he named like five other things that there was no possible way for him to know, like in my life. And I'm just sitting there like, bro. He sat there talking to me for like an hour, and I'm just sitting there like. What? Saying like all this weird shit. He gave me his number and everything. Like he was like he's like listen. You got like, his number still? Yeah, but see the part that threw me off at the end. I'm just gonna cut this story short because it's like I could go in all day like all the weird shit he's telling me about like he was saying like some accurate shit about my life and I'm just in there like like mesmerized by the shit this nigga saying. Yeah. He's like save my name, save my number in your phone if you ever back down here. Like I'll teach you more about your history, like all this other shit. And I was like, all right. I was like, what's your name? And he's like, he's like, just save my name under Gargoyle. And I was like, I'm never no. calling this nigga, bro. I was like, I'm never calling this nigga in my life. You're a dead ass. Like, yes, bro. He told me to save his name. He told me his real name was like, like Manuel or something. It was, it was, I think he said his name was like Juan. He's like, my name's Juan. He's like, but save my name. Your phone is Gargoyle. I was like, never calling this nigga. Not Gargoyle. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just weird. But yeah, that's my, that's my Cuba, my, that's my little Havana story. What fucks me up is <clears throat> how shit like that happens. Mm-hmm. And it makes you really sit back. Like, when that happened to you, did you not, like, really ponder and say, like, what the fuck? Bro, not even just me. The part that, like, really shook mm-hmm. me is, like, like I said, my kid's mom's an atheist, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like straight atheist, bro. Like, that fucked her up. Like, she was fucked up. Like, she was, like, she, she, could, she didn't stop talking about that shit for, like, a year. She's like, well, how did, how the fuck could he... He know this, this, cause she knows all these things. That yeah, he's saying. And she just sitting there, just like, like, how does he know? All and this that's shit? the part I'm getting with. It's weird. Like, even with any type of psychic or palm reader, or, I've never been to either one, but I actually really want to go to one. Um, I I do and I don't because I'm like I don't want to be shook. Yeah. But then again, I'm interested in the the whole thing. But like, bro, I had a dude. A weird old dude come up to me, a mucky duck, one time and tell me I need to join the Space Force for the Air Force. Dead ass. He was like, you're... This dude had on, like, uh, scrubs. He was an old white dude, and he was wearing scrubs. He was like, you need to join the Space Force because they need people like you. And he was trying to tell me all the politicians was alien people. And Now, he was he on was good drugs. Yeah, he was, he was on good drugs. So he, this is a different type of story, but... It was weird because he was actually kind of tapping into some shit that I was really interested in. Thinking about yeah, and I it just makes you wonder: Are there glimpses of your life where people are trying to give you critical information and from just, a higher source? So the other not shrimp. to cut you off, not the other cut. No, not no, to no. Cut you go off. ahead. The other weird part about dude saying all that shit to me in in Florida was my grandpa had just died. <clears throat> And when I tell you not like not like three days after I got back, this lady that went to my grandpa's church, my grandpa was a pastor, super like I live in a super like religious family. And like this lady that went to his church, 
that like I didn't really speak to that much. Like growing up, she called me. She asked my mom for my number, and she called me, and she was like, um, <clears throat> she I, I I was at Home Depot. I was sitting in the parking lot at Home Depot up up at Fisher's, bro. And she said, she's like, I know. She's like, I don't want to like sound weird. Like I don't I know I don't talk to you that much. She's like, but I just want you to know that like that like <clears throat> like you growing up your whole because me and my grandpa were super close, and like any of my family like they all my family said that my grandpa took like a like a liking to me like he. Because yeah, yeah, my mom tight. was sick when she went into the hospital. So, like, when like I whenever she gave birth to me, my mom had, like, gangrene and, like, her uterus, like, all this other shit. I fucked her up. Like, I've been fucking shit up my whole life. Um, <laughs> so, but, so, I came home from the hospital to my grandparents' house. And my grandma and my grandpa was taking care of me. So, like, me and my grandpa just, like, have always had a super close bond. <clears throat> but the lady was telling me, she was like, so, your grandpa saw something super special in you, like, your whole life. And, like, he, he like, kind of took a liking to you, like, she said, because you have, like, she said, you have something about you, she's like, but you have, like, uh, you have, like, guardian angels and, like, all this other shit. <clears throat> like, kind of saying akin to the same stuff that the dude was, had just said to me, like, a couple days earlier in fucking Miami. And this is, ch- I've known this lady, like, damn near my whole life, been to my church, like, barely have ever talked to her, and she just, like, called me, and I'm at work, and I'm just, like, it was weird, like how, like what you saying, like the, in these times, like it was just weird. Like people telling me I got like guardian angels and like all this other shit. And it was just like <clears throat> that type of shit is just strange. And then like leading in the shrooms, like how you were elite. I love this topic. the The dude was telling me the the, the dude uh, from Cuba was like he was like, have you ever felt like there was a presence watching over you in certain moments and like time, bro? <clears throat> I could I can't. I can't explain how many times I've lived life and I'm like, I absolutely should have just died and I somehow did not die and I have no clue. I have no clue how I didn't die in this exact situation. I, 1,000, nine times out of 10, I should have died and what just happened. And I didn't die. And I'm just like, huh, that was weird. Like, I've had so many of them experiences and I'm just like, whatever. But then, like, them saying shit like that to me, I'm like, it, it creeps me out. Like, I don't know what the fuck it means or whatever. Like, I don't know. Something is trying to tell you you have a higher purpose, for, for sure. And <clears throat> even us starting this podcast, like your voice needs to be heard. And I think that everything has a rhyme or reason. You feel me? And but man, it life works in some weird ways. It really does. It really does. And I think the more that you pay attention and the more mm-hmm. you're in tune with your Bingo. surroundings, you'll get answers for things. Let the universe work for you. Is like my whole taking from what Paul is saying, like a lot of people resist against the the universe working with them. And just sometimes you need to sit back and absorb everything that's going on around you and take in your, your surroundings and take in the information. Like this random dude is telling Paul shit that he, he's like, how do you know this? But the universe will give you key signals of like, hey, I know what the fuck's going on. Like this dude who... You never met this dude a day in your life. And that led that situation led me into like <clears throat> that was only a couple months before like one of the most like tumultuous times of my life. Like the, that shit led me through like that shit led me I we've talked about this, like me, you and uh Tyler, like when I talked about like all the books, like random books I started reading and like weird dreams I started having. That was the first him talking to me was the first instance of like really me and it's funny talking about this because I kinda forgot about it. That was the first instance of me like searching for <clears throat> weird shit, like who you are. Yeah, like he, him, him, st- a random dude just by by happenstance, us in Miami for Rolling Loud. 
which is a terrible, terrible, terrible festival to go to. You can't leave the stadium. It'd be raining. It'd be hot. Their food is expensive as fuck. <clears throat> it was, it was cool it's an all-day event, right? Bro, the second, when they scan your, your wristband when you go you in, leave. bro, you can't leave and come back. That's horrible. Terrible, bro. I don't like shit like that. It was terrible, bro. I want to go to like a Bonnaroo or something where like you pop a tent and like vibe out for a week. We need to go to Burning Man. Is Bonnaroo? Yeah, yeah. Burning Man. I want to go to Burning Man so bad. I want to do. I want to do a music festival that's like you go pop a tent, do acid, Burning Man, do shrooms, Burning Man, and just chill all weekend. Burning Man vibes. I mean, I want to wear the feathers on my head, bro. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. Um, 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 nigga want to look like the day. You ever play uh, Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> the, the plank that got the feathers on his head? Can you do like on Lion King where he had the ashes in the bowl and he rub it on my forehead? Like Simba. <laughs> Simba, you are the one. Can you do that for me? No. <laughs> Damn, I'm not, I am bro. not Rafiki, nigga. I thought you was my uh, Shambalong. No, my Shambalong. <laughs> Look, he... But, like, but I, I really want to go to Burning Man. Like, in this, Where is this at, Burning Man? I think Burning Man is in New Mexico. I think every so year... So, can that, we book it now? Well, we might be able... I don't know if they're having it. With all the COVID shit, I don't know how, how all that shit's working. But, like, you can get tickets for it. If we go to our music festival that we're talking about... We're going to vlog the fuck out of we're it. We're going to vlog the whole yeah. shit for everybody. I've been wanting to go to Burning Man forever. Because that is... So, in Burning Man, they do a thing, like, they do a... <clears throat> there's no There's no currency. You do like a barter system. That's that's dope. So it's just like Some old school shit. I yeah. trade you a bologna sandwich for a Gatorade. Or, or yeah, yeah, shit like that. But most of the time it's drugs. <laughs> I'll trade you some water for some for some fucking for some peyote. Some peyote. Yeah, some shit like that. But like I want to go. Like it's just. But it that people I've heard that have gone have talked about how um how freeing it is and how it feels like to feel like a true community because people there they say people there aren't like. Nobody's trying to get over on you. Or We've moved away from that. Yeah. As people, like now everybody just is like, I don't trust motherfuckers and don't come around me. But y'all fail to realize back in the day, all people used to do is have a trust system and barter with each other. Like, I need some cow hides. You know, I'm going to trade you some axe heads. Whatever the case might be, everybody... The trust system has left the fucking building with currency, bro. Absolutely. Currency is fucked trust up. Because it's gotten, I think, I think it's gotten so confusing to where like the average person can't really fully understand it. Us as humanity has really kind of fucked up what was a good thing. Yeah. You agree? Absolutely. Like we really had a good thing. But I everybody think- could be living like a really pretty nice life, and we created money, and now you have a fucked up situation. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think, I think ultimately that's just like. Human that's greed, our, yeah, I think which that's is our, unavoidable. Yeah, I think that's our destiny. Like we humans are super greedy, bro. I think the only thing that can that can keep us from fucking it, fucking us up is like aliens or something. Like we need we need a common thing to when the aliens meet the like, robots. That would shout be, out to Mac Miller. I can't. That's a fire song. That <clears throat> I can't. I wait had to play that on my outro, bro. That heat. I can't, bro. That the whole the whole Macadelic. Macadelic is that's a my bro, legendary. Album. That shit got me through some wild shit in high school. That's that's my favorite. Like I just got access to my SoundCloud today. My that's old SoundCloud fire. from high school. I finally I was trying to look. For, I created a new one, but like I was trying to look for my password to get into the old one because all the old music I used to listen to, bro. And all day I just been vibing to like old music I was listening to in high school. Some of the best music, bro. Fire is. I was listening to some shit. I'm like, 
I completely forgot about this shit, bro. What's that fuck, shit was gas. What's fucked up is going into Mac Miller. Um, man, when dude died, bro, there was a his first like set of um music I really liked, and then I kind of like there he might have put something out. Where I was like, maybe it's not my vibe. And then when he passed away, bro, I like obviously I tapped into like some of his recent like musics, and I went back and went through like memory lane. I was like. What a fucking legendary bro, I, human being. I love Mac Miller, bro. His like, music. <clears throat> can we play like a... Some swimming pools, bro? Anything that just... <clears throat> some Or swimming? Sorry, bro. Anything. This... Hold on. Let me... Just Mac Miller, man. Like... This, this shit right here... It tells a story. What fucks me up is I think Mac knew he was going from his last album. I think I think a lot of people like <clears throat> I think that's that's weird. Like a lot of people kind of you can kind of feel the or maybe maybe it's like a subconscious thing. Like you kind of feel yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it's your time. Like you kind of like the song of uh, the. For your eyes only song. Yeah. I feel like I'm living on borrowed time. Like I'm writing this letter to you for my, for his daughter, basically. Like he's talking about he felt like he was on borrowed time. Like he just like his time is coming. Like and I feel like a lot of people really feel like that. Like super in tune people when they're like when you're in right. sync. Something like some. Mm, mm. This shit is a classic. Mac Miller White, but this is a Negro spiritual. <laughs> this shit is a Negro spiritual. This shit is beautiful. It really is, bro. He did this in a li- the library session. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, the Tiny uh, Desk series? Nuts. Oh, bro. The this, is, this is beautiful music. The Tiny Desk. I love Tiny Desk. Tiny Desk line. It just took you into the moment. Tiny Desk in, uh, in the Color series on YouTube. Untouchable. Yeah, I know what's behind that door. Yeah. Okay, you gotta jump in the swim. That's my favorite. Ooh. The light was dim and this light was sin. By the way, Paul can't swim. No, I can't. But I wanna jump in. I'ma get him to swim this summer. I'ma I'ma jump in one day people I'ma be with a group of people and we just gonna be around a big ass body of water. And I'm not gonna say nothing to nobody, I'm just gonna jump in. That's not a good idea. It is, bro. It's Somebody might say, sink or swim. I'm just, niggas is gonna be sitting around chilling, bro, and I'm just gonna jump off the cliff. What the fuck? That's, a, that's, that's a real life experience. <laughs> if I come out, I come out. If I don't, I don't. We're not gonna do it. I've been telling people that for years. Like, one day I'm just gonna jump into a giant body of water, bro. I'm gonna do it. I don't know who I'm gonna be around when I do it, but it's happening. But I don't need to lie no more. Yeah, days all I do is shine. Take a breath and ease my mind. She don't cry no more. She tell me that I get her high, cause I ain't just supposed to fly. I ain't asking why. Matt got me through my like depressed high school phase. <laughs> like he really did. Stay inside the lines, it ain't 2009 no more. Yeah, I know what's behind that door. It, it, there's no yeah, good place to stop this song. Like, just damn near gotta let this one forget. I don't know if this is gonna take get taken down, but I'm letting this shit rock. And we can clip the we can clip this song if we got to. Mm-hmm. 
rather have me peace of mind than one who see me and you. We ain't that different. I struck so the fuck good, out and it's such a vibe. It takes me time to finish my my business. A life ain't a life till you. I look at Mac and me a hug. It's like an inspiring artist when he. Before he even got world, big, it's just like, my own, my I felt like he was a person that really made them dream. their, his dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Rapping on a school bus. Bro. Just like, I, I feel like I was that kid, or like, I seen those kids. And he just really elevated to We that watched level. him grow. It's different yeah. when you watch somebody grow. You've seen him go to Mac Miller, the greatest white rapper ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Paul definitely hates him. I don't know about hate. Bro, but like, nah, hey, but what about piss, pissed bro, off or ten? That's trash, bro. Look, bro. Look. look. This shit right here is. Bro, he, bro, Magda was cold, bro. It damn near. Back it hurt. my favorite white artist. Ever. It hurts. That shit me. Hurt. It hurts me. That shit hurts. The the three that hurt me. Nip. The nip. Out yeah. Out nip. Mac and Triple X. Yeah. I was to a lot of Triple. I was to a lot of. So talented. I, bro, them Honestly, Juice World. As much as I say about him, like the more I learn about dude and like watch his documentary and stuff, bro. It hurts too because I. See I don't listen to him as much. I just see how talented he was, and I didn't know that. Going into um, the critiquing and this and that, like I did not truly know how talented he really is or was. I mean, dude was just mad talented. He freestyled for an hour on Westworld. I did see that. He was talented. That's nuts. That's good. Yeah, that, Even that, M that's said good. like this dude is real deal, bro. This song started me on my drug, <laughs> on my druggy phase. I want to do shrooms and play vitamins. a. I want to play a whole Mac session. That is one of my goals. This shit well, got made me. A, when I was younger, this shit made me a drug head. Will you vouch right now with me and say it's a shroom session with Mac only? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is a. I need you to do shrooms, period. Bro. Okay, next weekend. I'm down. This weekend. <laughs> I'm a father next week. Just give him a little chip. <laughs> Off record. <laughs> he said, sir, are you coloring the walls? This, if you, like, this song that he listens to, bro, like, if you listen to this song and, like, lyrics, bro, this is, like, this sounds like a shroom. Yeah, absolutely. It's fire. This shit, when I, bro, but that's how influential music is, bro. Because when I was in high school, bro, this shit made me want to do drugs. Like I'll smoke. I had smoked a little bit of weed, or whatever. But so that, that's the that's the, the connection I have like with Mac a lot because like it was just I, I I discovered a lot of his shit when I was going through like a depression phase and like he was saying shit that made me just like it just made me feel. He's one of uh, he's one of the main artists that has made me yeah you feel his shit bro i used to lay i used to come when i was going through all this shit when i was in high school bro i used to not sleep i'll be up all night i'll never forget as the sun was coming up hearing this song in my grandma's living room like i'd be sitting there like looking up him and joey badass bro i used to listen to him all the time this 
vibing. Just completely vibing. No. This is music. I'm a, so I'm a music fucking nerd, so I'm sorry if we going on a, <clears throat> on a tangent with the music, but y'all gonna have to accept it because this is gonna be a thing. I'm a music geek, bro. Uh, I ain't talking about nothing with a flow so disgusting. I just think when I listen to Circle, his last album, he just predetermined his death. He seen it coming. The whole album, like, bro, he's just literally talking about his death, and it's so crazy to me that take Tupac. Tupac seen his death coming. How much did he talk about? And Big. A lot. How much did they talk about their death unfolding? So then that's the other thing that I've heard like a lot of musicians talk about. Like, like, and you know, like the power of the tongue is crazy. Like you talk about. I'm so scared to say the wrong shit now, bro. You say shit. And it becomes your reality. Have you been aware of what you say? Oh, that that changed my life. I was telling somebody the other day, like, that's what cured me of a lot of my negativity. I changed the way that I spoke to myself, spoke out loud, spoke about what I wanted. Like, the power... I'm so the tongue is mighty powerful. When I say something that I know I shouldn't have said, I, I almost say, oh, fuck. Like, I shouldn't have said that. Because now I'm concerned that it's going to become true. Mm-hmm. I think I'm speaking my own destiny. At, and I am. That's such a... And we already had... An hour and 12 minutes but we can keep going we this is that's such a we get it we give them a patreon teaser of the extras give them a little bit of extra patreon teaser that the power of the tongue thing is it goes into like manifestation and like the whole and it's in all these different religions that they talk about like <clears throat> like speaking in, in tongues bro you have to take quotations you gotta from listen history to and it's, pay attention yeah it, it a lot of this shit is parable like so parable. In 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 Christianity, you're made in God's image. That's the that's the one of the basis of five percenters when they talk about like man is God, you're a God. Like it, <clears throat> that's the way I look at stuff. It's like okay, they speak about themselves as God. If we're made in God, if if I'm made in God's image, then am I not a God? Because I I shape my reality in a lot of ways, like. By the way I speak, by the decisions I make, by the the way I carry myself, like you you really do shape your reality in a lot of ways, and like the way that you speak about life is so important because you start to speak about it, that becomes that's on your mind. What's on your mind, your subconscious goes into your conscious. What goes into your conscious becomes your actions, and it leads to results. He just killed that. That. So like people, people don't think that that shit's important. They think like people hear that shit and they're like, oh, that shit's not important. But like, like you said, like people like Juice World, these other people like was, and not only were they manifesting and predicting their death, they're saying it to millions of people. Yeah, who are repeating it like it, and it's just like a like an echoing sentiment. It's just like, and then a lot of times it's weird. Like these people's lives end in ways that you've heard them speak about. That's not... I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's happened to too many niggas for it to be a coincidence. The Mac one, man, is just... It's sad. It's... Yeah. Man. I mean, and murder is too, obviously. I mean, we're losing real live legends. Like, you said Nip. I feel like... That fucked me up. Nip was doing so much for his inner community as far as being a solo artist and owning all his masters and, like... I feel like he was really trying to uh, 
paved the way for you. He was the epitome of what a, like what you would want to like if you like a young street dude and like you go and get like that. He was shining the, example. He was the perfect example of creating your own label, creating your own brand. And just taking it to the max. And never leaving where you came from. Victory Lap. And even the name is just beautiful. Victory Lap, bro. I mean, I just feel like everything about it was just the marathon. The marathon, I can think of tatted on my I just love every bit of it. But even like what he, like, bro was a, he had everything. He was a visionary, though. Completely. And then he, he, he even, he, like, that's my big, like, a lot of times, like, I talk about this like Stan, he stayed where he was at, and he even rapped about it. He was like, "I'm a," he he rapped about. Was he about, a '60s crib? Yeah, he was rapping about like I'm gonna come up, I'm gonna come up with the niggas that they told me I should have left behind. That's fire because we. He that's did. a whole other, that's a whole other podcast that me and Paul need to tap into, as far as like branching. Sometimes I like I feel like I tell Paul a lot, man. Sometimes you gotta let people go and you gotta move on and you got. And Paul is the, the re, you know, he's always like, nah, sometimes it's okay to, like, remain friends with the people that's not going where you're going. And we have these talks for really important reasons because we're both trying to make sense of what's going on around us. And we are both giving each other sup- superior knowledge of, like, it's okay to still be around the people that aren't really headed where you're headed because they may follow suit and go, you know what I'm saying? Or... Or or not that, or contrary, so, like my point. The 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 tragic thing with Nipsey was he did is it it's kind of both. Like he was he stayed in his neighborhood. Like he's a multimillionaire. He's making all these real estate deals, business deals in the city of L.A. Like Nip, he was like a like the the public out like the public affection and outcry when he died was just I wasn't even expecting that. Like he it was like a, it was like a national moment. Like when Nip died, it really was. Like especially for black, like not even for black people. Like I was I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast, bro. These niggas was talking about it. Like and it, and it was like he had that store in his neighborhood, and he had had that store. He was creating like a bunch of different STEM programs and all the boys and girls clubs for. His name, like he, he always stayed at the end. You could watch his story, like watch a lot of his old videos before he owned that building. Like when he first came out, like they would be him and Black Sam, his brother, would be in front of that that corner store that he eventually ended up owning. They would wear the Victory Lap store, like on Crenshaw, on Crenshaw. They would be in front. They would be out there banging. And he would be there every day, and then you just you just watch him grow. The evolution. He buys the he buys that strip, owns that store, and it's just like, and that's where he gets killed by the same by Dolph. a person in the same community. Dog in his city. Yep. Nip in his city. I mean, it continues obviously, but like, it goes back to a previous podcast. It's like your own city takes. You know, a hometown hero, but it's always got to be that one envious, not even just one, but it's somebody singles you out to say, you know, I want to be the guy who there's he's he's creating too much. He's, he's doing too much for it. You know, it's always the niggas. That's doing Why? Why? And, but even with him, like after that's he, the mindset. The wildest Why? thing and me not even being from like, and I, I don't want to get too deep into this because I'm not from L.A. and I don't know the gang politics, and all that shit. But like. Just seeing the aftermath of it, like all of the different sets that came together and like made peace treaties and was like 
after after just nip like bro that's a that's a like you got to really think about gang culture in LA for some of them motherfuckers in those like there was like like hundreds of sets coming together and making peace. making peace off of the nip dip like that that is some some just Unheard of. Unheard of. Like, completely and, unheard and of. And was shit. he really a, a, a sacrifice? That, I think every... Like, if you look back at history, Jesus Christ, sacrifice. A lot of people... That's the funny part. Like, I saw a lot of people... Same age. Talking about, talking about like, the... The, the parallel. The parallel Oh, between. it's wild. He was calling him, like, a messiah figure and, like, all the... And it, because and it, they died at the same age and they were both, like, a human sacrifice to this yeah, earth. yeah. But that shit, and it's so crazy because beforehand, like, just like following Nip, like you wouldn't think that like he had that much of an impact on our community, but he did. It's like truthfully, like it, if you really sat down and think about it, to all the people that fuck with Nip, like he was, it, it wasn't like a like a flaw bone in then like it was nobody that was like fuck Nip. No, he was moving a hundred percent. Like how like he he was moving at the epitome of what. Anybody in that type of lifestyle or coming from that type of lifestyle would want to move. Like what he was killed just, me the most was, was like perfect. he died right after. To me, like his best work. Oh yeah, victory lap. His best work, man. Like it, it just made me sit and think what man. was to come, bro. I that 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 hurt me, bro. Now I said, you, what was really to come from him? And and mind you, I got so I got a tattoo on the inside of my arm of Huey Newton. Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, and W.E.B. Du Bois. I have a tattoo on my hand, TMC. The marathon continues. That, for me, that just, like, the shit that I got tattooed on my body, and I got my mom's name tattooed on the other side of my hand. Like, the shit that I have tattooed on my body is so important to me. Like, the Nipsey was so important to me in my growth and, like, my mind. And, like, not even, like, on, like, I hate... A lot of shit when niggas talk about rappers and like especially dead rappers sound like dick righty. But like that shit like as a young man like changed the way that I listen to his music, that's a good example of our music. Listening to his music and the way he talked about business and all the other shit made me start to look at shit in a different way and be like, Oh, let me find out what he's talking about here. Here. Like it's so important. He 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 made it he he was talking about a lot of shit that was super important in in growth. I hate that we had to go down memory lane, like, yeah. with Mac and Nip, but just so much respect to these artists and, and X, Triple X, too, man. Like, the respect level that we have for these artists, and I feel like they were all damn near, like, a sacrifice for the human, you know, for the human experience. I mean, they all brought so much to the table. I feel like all of them put their heart out there, too, and that's a big fact. You feel me, Paul? Like, I feel like they put their heart on the table, and a lot of artists don't really do that for us. I mean, these these men put their heart on the table. Obviously, they die, but like it's like the ultimate human sacrifice, and I just hate to see it. I hate to see their own communities. I mean, Mac died from drugs, but like Nip, his own community. But it was a gang-affiliated situation, and from what I understand... You know, whatever the case might have been, just sad to see, man, all these talented young men dying at the hands of other men, whether it be drugs or violence. 
I mean, X. By, I mean, he's just chilling Violence. in Miami. Violence. Going to buy him. That's uh, like a motorcycle or whatever. It's just, it's just sad. And it's heartbreaking. And we need to, uh, as human beings, we need to learn from these experiences, man, and not allow this. I, I guess we can't stop it, but we need to learn from it and not let this happen between each other because like let us let these people flourish and let them put this positive energy back into to us they're investing so much positivity into all of us whether you hear them or not i mean so many people are probably impacted after their deaths but it's just a it's an unfortunate event and i think we've covered a lot of good ground here um we're gonna roll into our our patreon session and for all y'all that's listening, thank you once again. I hope y'all enjoyed. The Knob Creek was blissful. Uh, yeah. Also, <clears throat> join the Patreon if you want to hear the extra content. Merch is coming soon. Very, Very soon. Very soon. We're building the merch site as we speak, and it will be available. Like we said, if y'all mess with us, if y'all fuck with us, y'all like the podcast, join the Patreon for this extra clip um, <clears throat> and for the merch coming. And I think it's only right if we – I'm hype about this. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to talk about this in the beginning. I, as the person who edits and uh, fucks with the, the, the podcast, like as far as recording and musically and shit like that, I came upon a, be- a beautiful discovery to where, like, I can just completely record shit off my phone, and I'm super hyper about it. <clears throat> so, in celebration, and with what we've been talking about, I really think that we should just end this with some nip for our normal Apple and Spotify subscribers, and if you want to hear the rest of what we're going into, like I said, join the Patreon, and come fuck with us, but, yeah, I think this is a good place to end it. Some Nipsey Hustle our Victory Lap. It's one of my favorite songs, Blue Laces too. Me too. So, thank y'all again. Come fuck with us on the Patreon. We out.
was teaching health. I fuck with Rick Ross, cause he teaching wealth. Dropped out of school, I'ma teach myself. Made my first meal on my own, I don't need your help. All black, Tom Ford, see special wave. City council meeting, they got hustle speaking. Billion dollar project, about to crack the semen. So one of our investments has become strategic. Summer 018, man, such a season. About to make my partners look like fucking cheese. We was in the regal, it was me and Steven. We done took a dream and turned it to a scene. Anything I wanted, everything I needed. Gotta pace yourself, it's all about your baby. You can have it all, it's all about your race. I done took my name and carved it in the semen. <laughs> <laughs>